Deep breath. It's the Loud Longford Talking Points podcast on the Loud and Proud Free Sunday Night podcast. Oh, I'm just sick. I'm sick. I'm absolutely sick. Um, God knows how Wayne feels. God know how. God knows how the players feel. Um, supporters feel watching that game. Ga go. I do not know. But um, I'm going to go through it now in the next half an hour. We're going to hear from Wayne. We're going to hear from Paddy Riley, loud sweeper on the day. And we'll also, yeah, I'm going to have, I'm going to go through the usual format. I'm going to go through the game, the ins and outs, the blows, the team, the players, the switches. And we'll hear from the two boys. And then I'm going to go through the talking points at the end. But, um, <laughs> oh, excuse me. First, I suppose we, we'll start. Um, I suppose a funny one to start, kind of, uh, kind of starting the, the negative podcast on a positive note. Um, driving home in the wind and rain and the flooded roads through from Mullingar. It's just, it's a horrible road, just horrible. <laughs> Coming home through via Kells and uh, Carlinstown and Delvin, just rotten part of the world. No offense if you're from there, but a real Halloween place to go. Um, haunted and just creepy and long and winding roads anyway when you're concentrating very hard to stay on the roads wind is lashing the wipers are going 90 and uh, just a f- couple, couple of metres ahead of me you see this uh, this poor devil being taken out he, he, well he's not he, he's walking out he's walking out of his car his car has been picked up by um recovery truck and uh See, see the fella getting out of the car and he's uh, throwing the bag over the shoulder in a couple of yards away from me and I was like jeez is this one of the loud boys because they all had to drive down separately um, is it a Longford player I don't know who who is it so the next thing I get close and you see the, the official bag and the the um, the face mask and whatever and it was the referee the referee well known referee Kieran Brannigan he's actually doing the line on the on the day so I shouted out the window and pulled in Seeing where he was going and what happened, he says the clutch went in the car, so I pulled in, picked him up, and uh, had a chat on the way home. And probably dropped him in Ardy. Son was picking him up there, so shortened his journey, um, and he was delighted. It was this mad the way the GA works. That's what we spoke about. It, it speeded up the the trip on the way home. Um, two of us sitting in the car, two of us sitting in the car with masks on, like it's mad, mad, mad world we're living in, and you forget that as well. But um, he, he was delighted with the lift home. The clutch went in the car and he had to pull it in and rang recovery truck, picked them up and the sun would have had to go deep in. I think it was the Hallmark where we were at the time. So it was grand. He shortened the trip home. We had a chat and uh, he was, so he thought loud we were going to win early on in the game. We started 100 miles an hour. We dominated possession and he was right. I asked him, what do you think of David Coldrick's performance? What did he think of, what did David Coldrick think? And David Coldrick was happy enough. Laird had a yellow card or a book in all game, no red card, no black card. <coughs> and the actual, <coughs> the actual, uh, there was one yellow card at the very end of the game, he told me, uh, an injury one, an injury time one for Longford. So I missed that at the time, so he told me that afterwards, so it was rewarded for giving him a lift home. Um, but that's that, that's the way it went, and I suppose I'll get into the team now, and it was just nice, it's small, the GA world, you recognise the lad with the bag and his shoulder, and, um, you recognise the chap down from the GA. It's not often you pick a ref home on his way home. You usually clip them and knock them into the ditch. I actually did say that to him. He was laughing. 
But um, hopefully now Kieran Manning gives us a turn now the next time he, he's ref and loud, the down referee. But anyway, moving on to the, the game itself, and Kieran was right. Loud did start this game 100 miles an hour. We started it very, very positively, full of energy, full of zip. Starting team was the one that was named. I had it just when I landed in Mullingar. I put it up for the Patreoners on the Loud and Proud Patreon page. And uh, yeah, no changes from last week's team against Down. They started against Down. A good performance against Down. You had Craig Lynch in gold. You had Kevin Carr left full. You had Dan Corkin right full. Full back, Dermot Campbell started, overcame the groin injury, did. I thought he wasn't going to make it and he did make it right half was Anthony Williams another quarter man centre half Owen Callan left half John Clutterbuck middle of the field Bevan Duffy and Tommy Dornan then Liam Jackson and Kieran Keenan on the 14 and left wing Colin McKeever in the full forward line Paddy Riley acting as sweeper we'll hear from Paddy shortly and then Samuel Roy and Connor Whelan. So four debutants, four starting deb- five starting debutants in the championship. Callow came on against Dublin last year, so that was his first start. The other starts in the championship was um the two RD boys, Liam Jackson and Kieran Keane in the half forward line and Connor Whelan inside and full back Dermot Campbell. So we started really well, really positive. We took the game to Longford. Um, Bevan burst through. We were we were confident. We uh, moved the ball well. Sam gets us a free, but then we had a couple of bad wides after that. We actually we, we kicked more wides in the first half than Longford 5-3. Bad efforts, like bad, no kind of zip to our play. And then we give the ball away. I think Bevan kicks the ball away and then um, Longford get up under attack because we dominated. We dominated our kickouts. We were pressing them in. They couldn't get a hold of us. So we're 1-0 up. And then seven minutes later, the game is just kind of feeling each other right. The conditions are dreadful. Like heavy pitch, wet ball, um, rain, not championship weather, a born cup, as people were saying. You'll hear that being said to Wayne in a while. But um, Liam Connerton gets the first one for play for long for the first one of the game, that was seven minutes. And then from that, it just dominated the press still on us. Uh, and then Gallagher gets a goal in the midfield. Like we marked and whipped Denise during the week from the same club. Really good player. And we, we got, despite all the numbers we had back, they just really quick hands. Um, Colin P. Smith was on the 40. I'll get to that in the Talking Points podcast. But uh, Gallagher links up with him. Lovely quick hand pass move. That's the way you open up a uh, blanket defence. Open it up, laid in by 1-2 with his midfield partner, Kevin Diffley, and just slotted the goal away. It's a good goal in the eight minute. And the game kind of hinged on that early goal. We had to get back into it. It was quickly followed up by Keane Brady. Another point for play. So they land 1-2 from play to Sam's free. And uh, you're going to hear now. Well, I suppose that's another talk about it as well. But we, we, yeah, we expend an awful lot of energy trying to get back into the game. Trying to get back up to the field. And the whole, the kind of, that was in the 8th minute. And it was the next score didn't come in the 21st minute. Both sides guilty of kicking wides Longford uh, their guilt guilty pleasure was kicking the ball into Craig Lynch's hands Samuel Wright pulls back a free eventually then he gets the ball in the corner with Colin McKeever works so you think get out of the corner open it back up and the two of them link it along the end line and Sam drills a shot just gets a slight touch but it goes into the bottom corner drills off the post and goes across the line um, in the Dunstores end of Mullingar so we're, we're level again 1-2 two to 1-2 two, and you like Jesus right 27 minutes we're playing well we're dominating the game all the players in their air kind of I suppose on Longford's kind of uh, half back line where they were setting the, the area for the for uh, dictating the terms of their blanket defence and 
Yeah, we went ahead with another free from Sam, one three to one two, and the next thing Gallagher levels with a free himself off the ground, one three apiece. Gallagher lands one from play, lovely point gets up the field, clips it over the bar, one four to three. Then Sam levels again with a with a free. That's the one on Instagram, right in front of the posts. Uh, I think it was John Clutterbuck that was fouled for that one. And just when you thought level, yeah, we we probably did, we deserved to go in in half time ahead. We didn't with all the possession we had. And uh, Mimna kicks a point for long point, long range point from distance. And we, we just found scores hard to come by. I'll get to that in a minute in the Talking Points podcast. So it's 1 5 to 1 4. They sneak ahead at half time, which is very disheartening because we dominated the play, dominated possession, but just everything, dominated everything by the scoreboard. So half time, then Paul Match is introduced for Connor Whelan. Connor Whelan had a couple of snapshots, but not didn't deserve to be taken off by any means. Uh, Paul Matthews coming out to the half forward line, pushes Kieran Keenan inside alongside Sam Mulroy. Um, Ryan Brady gets the first point of the half, 39th minute. Uh, lovely score, lovely little footballer. Um, he, that was his second point. And then Sam lands a lovely 45 after Anthony Williams has played in. Nearly got a goal chance, very narrow, tight angle. Could have maybe probably best option, hand pass it over the bar. But he went for it, maybe he was right to go for it. Paddy Collum knocks it for 45, Sam clips it over the bar. Then he gets one from play. His first from play, a really lovely point in the 52nd minute. And we're ahead. The next thing, they introduce Robbie Smith. He comes in in the 50th minute. And uh, he's a good player, really good player. I mentioned that with Denise as well. He's a top player. He tortured us one of the years, uh, the qualifier years in Drada. But he just engineered a really lovely mark. And it's another fresh pair of legs for Dermot Campbell to pick up. Um, at this stage as well, we're throwing in... Um, Emma Carlin comes in, uh, Connor Grimes comes in, uh, Jerry Garland comes off the bench as well, and uh, one other. Oh yeah, um, Derek McSorley comes in for Riley at the end, 68 minutes. But um, before that, yeah, um, that just pushed long for the head, 1-7 to 1-6, and then Sam equals again, 1-7 apiece from play, and... We look, we look like we're going to win. I thought we were going to win. I actually said it out loud, for God's sake. I don't know why I said it out loud. But uh, Craig Lynch kicks a short kick out to, in the centre to Callow. He just mishandles it. It drops. He gets torn over. Gallows right through on goal. And uh, clips it over the bar. And then Robbie Smith gets the, the finisher at the end. Really good score to pull away. We had a chance. Sam had a chance to level in between. But 1-9 uh, to 1-7 as it stood. Um, killer. Killer, killer loss um, from such domination and a lack of creativity. And uh, Sam got all our scores, but yeah, I'll get to that in one second. Uh, we'll hear from we'll hear from uh, Paddy Riley first, and then we get to Wayne, and then I'm going to come in with the talking points of the Loud Longford game. Joined here by Loud Sweeper Paddy Riley. Paddy, that's a tough loss. Yeah, it's. Um Pretty hard putting the words. Um, thought we got ourselves probably poor start. Um, let them into the game, give them kind of head start with the goal and a couple of points they got, and then we walked ourselves back into the game and um, felt good in a half time, having really not really played well, but being in the game and then thought was ready to kick on. Then we we got a couple of scores second half. I thought early doors can't get going. It was obviously very very difficult conditions out there. The ball was very wet and very very slippy on the footing, but um, just. Didn't I don't know. It's just very hard to take because, um, as I say, it was when you kick the ball between the two teams there, and um, 
just at the end. Just how, just how tough were those conditions? Yeah, very, very, very tough. Like, even just your, to get your foot in, it was making sure like it, it, your foot was just slipping on each every time you went to kind of plant it. Um, this is, it, it is for, for both teams, I suppose, not just for ourselves, but it's very hard to move move the ball as quick as we can. Like the ball, once the ball hits the deck, all all of a sudden it's it's a dogfight for both teams. Um, thought actually, you know, we uh, were quite good when, in our defensive situations and. Second half, when the ball hit the deck, we kind of surrounded them, and we probably forced the kick pass a wee bit too much and, and to move it. Um, but other than that, like, like it was just as bad as it for us, for us, for them as it was for us. But um, I don't know; it's very, just very difficult day because um, we believe the quality in that direction to come out on top today, and we just just didn't, unfortunately. It's just it was nearly lack of creativity, was it? Probably was in a certain extent. The way the conditions were, any time there was in the tackle, it was kind of you're 50-50. So we're trying to move the ball at speed as, po- as much as possibly can against weak shoulders uh, to either draw draw free or to create the overlap like we did last week. Um, probably we be more difficult, but um, I don't know. Like probably missed a couple of chances the first half and even a couple of times second half dropping the ball short so like we had chances to, to exploit them and we obviously didn't take them the conditions were poor and obviously sh- uh, we just didn't probably penetrate them enough but uh, look it'll, 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 it'll just sting for a while let's say for a lot of lads it, it, Does it feel different the finality of the season being over? Um, I don't really know if it feels different or not um, it's very strange surreal Um a lot of lads I know from especially myself only coming into the panel four or five weeks ago um, it's kind of like you know, it was coming in it was kind of like a new a new start for lads because um, we kind of the lads put behind them the, the pre, we're kind of putting the the, the the previous league campaign or the, the league campaign if you want to call it the two second half the first half of that campaign um, and kind of mo- trying to move on and, and kind of get to make the most out of this I know we played poorly in court but last week top performance last week um, was as good as the, the lads maintained it was as good as they played in, in probably 18 months or so so um, I don't know it's very very difficult uh, today because we felt coming down in, coming into uh, Cusick Park that we had a, a really good chance of, of coming out uh, with a with, with the win because there was very little between the two teams this season today was only a ball a ball uh, a bench of a ball like so um, both playing the same in Division 3 albeit you know, it would be Division 4 next year but like it's just difficult to, difficult to come out and, and stumble that because we did have chances and we did have a couple of times we did open them up and we didn't exploit them but again that's football unfortunately we just one of those days you can, get, you can have them Thanks Paddy thanks very much Yes how are you showing? How's things? When we, we just said it there, you said a bounce of a ball. It was, it was the drop of a ball ultimately that, that probably decided that. Yeah, it was. Like, it really is. Like, you know, you can analyse all you want and say about structure and players and subs, but it really was just a bounce of a ball or maybe one little thing didn't go away. You know what I mean? Um, because there was nothing else in the game. It was obviously atrocious conditions for both teams. Tough, tough, tough day to play football, championship football. So yeah, look, what can you say? It's just just didn't go our way. In terms of the game, would you say Longford were more clinical, obviously, when, when they score more, but Loud seemed to have lots of possession at times and, and maybe scores didn't always come. Well, we're not a free-scoring team anyway. Like, Sam scored everything today, so, you know, we were probably something that, you know, we, we need to improve on. Um, but, um, yeah, we possibly had a couple of chances to start the second half then over there for maybe a couple of goals or at least a point. So, yeah, you're, you're probably right. I would agree with you. We are not clinical enough and they maybe just edged the, edge that department. Yeah. What, what about uh, the whole atmosphere surrounding it? Like, 
to be honest, it looked like more of Burn Cups than chapter. I mean, how did it feel as being a manager? Well, it didn't feel like a bone cup to me. I, I know what you're saying because yeah. at this time of year, those conditions, um, not, a, not a sinner in the place, you, you could you know, forgive him for thinking that, but no, it, near the end, when you see how much it meant to everybody, um, I definitely felt I had that championship ring to it. Just, there's obviously certain differences. It's a tough year generally, Wayne, was it overall when you look back now? It was, yeah, and look, we, because it was a tough year, yeah, no doubt, but, but because we got that little bit of momentum last week, you know, we had a really good performance in the dock last week and I knew we could perform today and like I, I can't fault whatever but overall in the year that has to be reflected on and you know, we'd probably deserve a little bit of stick about that but today I, I couldn't really I couldn't really ask for any more from them you know as I said it literally is a bounce of a ball a drop of a ball so you know um, another day that could go with us so I suppose you know, the, the type of scenario where it was to do or die, straight knockout, that's something that even your most experienced players would never have sampled before. Would you say in the game, I know towards the end there was a lot of meaning, you know, meaning in it, but it seemed um, a lot of sparring going on without necessarily it being that gung-ho do or die that you would maybe yeah. expect? Well, uh, yeah, I, d- I, d- I didn't get the feeling that it was do or die. It was just... You just want to win a really tight game, you know what I mean? And when you reflect on it, you know it is how important it was. Like, you, like how important it would have been for us there to come out on the right side of that. Like, you know, and it, it was it was very easy. We could have come out on the right side of it. In other performances this year, we said no. Listen, we weren't good enough today, um, and we had ten minutes of what we wanted to have today. Last week, we had pretty much, you know, nearly everything we wanted. We just didn't get the results. So, I suppose you can be upbeat about that one. Yeah. pretty second to be honest I thought the young players played well particularly the likes of Liam Jackson uh, I know maybe Kieran Keenan struggled with the physicality but he fared reasonably well at the same time like, if you look at Sam Mulroy he's still only 22 um, there's a lot of players there that probably might be even be the better for this experience today well I think they certainly will Like I know all them players really well you know, they all come through up with me and mine and that's what I was saying from there at the end it was, it was amazing to see them out playing championship football albeit a bit different so that's definitely the positive. Like, um, Kiki will learn, Kieran will learn to deal with the physicality. So will Connor. Mm. Sam's there already. Liam's probably there already. Dan's there already. You know, Jerry Garland. You know, made an appearance as well. So, yeah, that's it's it's in the overall picture that is a positive. But today, you just yeah. you're sick and you didn't get that bounce of the ball. A couple of weeks away from maybe a new season getting underway. Um, uh, what happens now? Well, I don't know. I don't know what happens now, to be honest. Um, from my point of view, we just follow the process. Simple as that. And the process will be done the right way, from my part. My mm. part. So, um, Would you be hopeful for a swift resolution either way? Um, well, we'll see what they want to do. You know, I'll have to talk to the county board and see. But as I said, for my, my part now, there'll be no... We no rash decisions made. Mm. It'll be uh, it'll be done properly. I suppose from your own standing, though, Wayne, like, you know, the last two performances we'd say in the year have been positive, more positive than what had maybe gone before. So, does that strengthen your position? Do you feel um, if it needed strengthened? No way. Uh, no, because I'd be the first one to say it should be it should be judged overall. You know, when we didn't have a good league, there's no hiding away from that, and I'll take responsibility for that. But the small crumb of hope is is that like there's a lot of new players after the break a lot of new players introduced some new players introduced young and old so yeah I, I think we should be positive going forward we should be but and we never are 
Mm. But we'll have we'll have to see what happens. Just finally, Sam, he, he's just taken it to a different level probably since since play resumed after lockdown, both with his club and obviously there today. Sam, Sam, not only is he a brilliant player, but he, he's an outstanding young man. Like he he was my minor captain in 2016, and to see him develop, how he's developed into, you know, not it's not outlandish to stay. He's one of the best forwards in the province. It's not at all to say that. So. He's a great lad and he will be a big leader for Loud in years to come. I was just going to say that. Captain material. Yeah, he definitely will be. That's what I'm saying. Not only is he talented, he's a, he's a great attitude. And so is Jackson, so is Dan, so is Jerry Garland. You know, so, you know, good players with great lads. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. So there's Wayne. That's that's Wayne. He uh, very diplomatic there in his approach. He's going to do things right. He's going to take his time. He's going to weigh things up. He's not going to be sensational and say I'm going to resign or I'm going to stay. I'm going to fight for me second year. I don't deserve to go. I should go. Like he's very very diplomatic. And that's Wayne. Like he's an absolute gentleman to be honest. Really sound fella. Good man to deal with. And uh, just didn't have the luck. He says it himself. Didn't have the luck today. Um, and I suppose that's the number. That's the first talk by the number one talking point. There is a question now about the manager. Um, will Wayne be? I wouldn't say there's a question mark about it. I say there's just a bit of uncertainty. Just like in the the, the year that's in it, uncertainty is the key word. Like what is going to happen? What is the situation? Only I suppose Wayne will know himself, and um, whether he wants to go on. Whether he's the appetite to go on, whether he feels he's supported, whether he has to freshen things up if he does go back in, he in terms of like players, backroom, all that sort of thing, um, he's going to have a chat with the county board. But it, he'd probably tell himself that uh, it's been a tough year. Well, he does say it has been a tough season. He said that uh, he was chatting with Sean McGoldrick and Paul Keane. They were all in there, national journalists. They were in talking to Wayne after the game as well. And, yeah, it's hard to know whether Wayne will stay on. I think myself that the timing is just off for Wayne. That he'd nearly be better off coming in next year and having his minors, coming in fresh with his minors. But he's had he's had two years now and this year was, was just didn't go right for him at all. And he says it himself that if he's measuring it um, over the whole lot. But I, I do think there's something in there. It's such a pity... Because you speak to anyone, he speaks to some of the lads, some of the lads that aren't there, some of the lads that are there, they'll tell you his training is second to none, the way he treats people is second to none, his man management is top class, his his modern grasp on the game is really good. Um, so it's up in the air, I suppose I'll have the news and I'll have it up on when, when it breaks. Or what it, what it, he's gonna, the, the latest is, so he, he's going to be, this is the end of his two year term, at the end of his two year term he has a review. And I suppose in the review, it'll either be, I resign, I, I, I uh, you don't get, Wayne, we're not we're going to part ways, or Wayne, you're going to get two more years, or you're going to get another year, or an ultimatum, I suppose, as well. So that that's the state, that's the status as it is, I suppose, that's as diplomatically as I can put it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that that's where the uncertainty lies. Will Wayne stay on? Will he be there next year? Uh, does he want to be there next year? I suppose that's the best way to leave it. Um, second talking point. Moving on. Jeez, that's a tough talking point. Because even Keeping did ask him, 
you know, Column, Column Corrigan asked him at LMFM as well. It needed to be asked, and I suppose you have to go through it here. Uh, the second one, the second question, this is a good, this is a funny one, right? So, who is the mole? Who is the mole in the loud camp that alar alarmed or put, put Park Davis on the mindset of putting Colin P. Smith on the 40? Colin P. Smith is a half-back, he's played half-back all year. Played half-back against us in the league. But he finds himself on the 40 today and he played on the 40 and he marked Owen Callahan. So I know you might think, oh yeah, sure, any, you can watch any game. You can watch the, uh, you can watch even the Lou TV games back if, if Park Davis wanted to. He could have watched the uh, the down game back where he played centre back and and he played very well. But does it warrant someone picking him up? I don't know. Um, I suppose you, you think back to Alan Connor picking up on Callahan in that loud senior final. That sort of uh, insight. That's where I feel there's a mole in the camp. How David Davis, be some manager or some selector or something. In fairness, to him, he has he has a good backroom team around him. John Donnellan, um, Michael Donnellan's brothers involved coaching. They have Paul Barton there. They have uh, other chaps, uh, Ledwich and uh, Gonrot. Is it? I can't think of his name. That Denise mentioned during the way the goalkeeper coach. Good team around him, but that to me stunk. I was like, that's someone's after tipping that away. Um, I'm not going to give Davis credit, even though he's now he's saying man to deal with as well. But it just it just stunk for me. That's a, that's an inside tip, and I, he's not subscribing to the podcast either. Um, so it's an interesting one, really interesting one. And uh, that's the second talking point. Uh, moving on to the towards uh, towards talking point, and that's Samuel Roy's performance. Jesus, it was something else. One seven. Um, he scored every single score for Loud um, I don't think it's happened before I stand corrected on that uh, I know Darren Clark put up a big tally a couple of years ago against me but I think someone else did score alongside him um, I'm trying to think down the years in recent history anyway I don't think anyone scored all Loud's championship points Uh Definitely not. No, definitely. No, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna stand correct. It was just an awesome performance. Really solid from Freeze. Really led the line. Uh, tackled really well too. Kicked the point of his left foot as well. So really good performance. And that's that's talking about number three. Just how good Sam was and how we can build around him. Wayne mentions that as well. I suppose talking point number four would be. Um, the opposite side to that coin. Is a double-edged sword. Uh, the lack of creativity around around Wayne. Even Porrick Davis mentioned it after the game. He said, "Like, let me quote him here. Um, he can do it all. He's a f brilliant footballer. To be fair to him, he's one of the foreign players in the country. He came to today's game in the back of one's eighteen and two games, uh, but it probably cost loud in the end. I thought that was interesting, right? If they have, if they have a couple of uh, half forwards, half backs, chipping in with a point here or there." It could have really put us in trouble today, but it was, yeah, it was all about us coming here to get the win, and now that's what we did. But Mulroy is, is a fantastic player, um, so he noticed that. But the lack of spread is just worrying. Like uh, we couldn't get going, we couldn't, we probably couldn't sustain enough pressure. Like I know we had an awful lot of dominance in the game, but 
in terms of pressure and coming off the shoulder and angles and cutting scores. We kicked eight wides in total, uh, but it just it just um, it just didn't happen for us. We just couldn't create. And I don't think that's I don't think that's anything to do with Sam. I don't think. I don't think Sam is necessarily the problem. I think uh, I don't think the players think, "Oh, I'm going to win a free or give the ball to Sam," because he's not even that sort of player. He's not a player that likes to end a lot of the moves either. He's very happy to mix it up and play, uh, distribute and find the the, the correct pass. And um, we we played with five forwards. Um, three of them were debutants. Um, so it's hard to know they're still very young as well like Colin McKeever the eldest of the of the five forwards they're young and inexperienced but I don't think that could have counted it just just I, I, I mentioned maybe pushing Tommy Doran in, in, into the forward line because you know he can't score um, Conor Whelan was making his debut inside he had a couple of snapshots um, but it's hard to put it on him um, yeah it was just it was just just lack of creativity there Bevan drives forward as well, kicks it wide. Tommy was kicking balls short, just wasn't happening from further out the field. And um, we didn't really have an idea how to how to attack. We tried to counter, but the pitch was so heavy and so so tight and such a slog that it's hard to counter into that space with with pace. So that that was that was that that option was taken away from us as well. And I know we did get a goal chance, maybe one in the first half as well. Maybe Jackson nearly punched one in from a high ball in. But we didn't vary the play either. Even when we bought Paul Matthews in, we didn't pump high balls in. We didn't push Tommy in the square. And we still went low. We, did, we didn't work on the mark. We didn't get any mark. Well, we got one attempt of a mark when Conor Grimes came in. And just frustrating. And just kind of probably was the difference in the end. They could have that spread of scores. They had five scores. We didn't. We had one. But it was just that lack of creativity. That's a massive talking point for me. Um let me see as well. Uh, yeah, next talking point, talking about number five is, I suppose the whole soulness of the championship as well. I know it's great people get to watch it on telly, but when they're there, the lack of intensity was shown. I think definitely no crowd had a lot to do with it. I know it kind of boiled, a bit of a boil, similar at the bottom end of the game when, when the player it was there for the taking. But no atmosphere. Um, you could hear like the Longford subs trying to put off Sam with freeze as well. Um, you could hear all the instructions on the game. You could hear the players talking to each other. Um, it, it was funny, and it was there conditions. And you think, Jesus, is it worth it? Like, is this championship worth? It? I suppose the one thing about it is just the finality. It's just over, done, over and done with. Um, I suppose number six as well would be the subs. Um, they're all introduced. Um, we used our full quote of five, but James Craven wasn't on the bench. Mustn't have passed the fitness test. Ryan Bournes wasn't on the bench. It was said during the week that he's trained very hard. He didn't play last week against Darren. I presumed it was an injury. So you're looking at Robbie Smith comes off the bench for Longford, and, and Ryan Bournes isn't available to come off the bench for Loud. That just that that like you know you need your best players there to come off and to come on and do a job. And um, would have loved to see Bournsy come on. He probably would have won us that game off the bench, you know, when we're lacking scores and what have you. That freshness off the bench where he did it years ago against Westmead, um, and it's just, it was just kind of, yeah, it was just disappointing. Like there was only two points in the game, and then you go as well and you see 
we change up, we go for broke with the M, another substitution, Jeremy McSorley comes on for Paddy Riley, and the game was still in the, in the mix at that point, you know, um, and we go for broke, and we're, kind of, we, we're getting a little bit more opened up, we don't, like if Paddy Riley's in that position, when um, Callow misses, miscatches, misplaces the ball, does Gallagher come through, like the game was evenly poised, why did not stick with the plan the whole way through, Oh, I suppose it's just another asterisk on a on an awful day. Um, the debutants as well, three out of four, that's another talking point. Three out of four didn't um didn't finish the game. Um it's just one of those days. Oh sorry, two out of the four didn't finish the game. Um yeah, struggling for it. That's I suppose that's the, the bottom line of the of the talking points. Supposed to finish with number seven. Uh, oh yeah, another talking point. Yeah, another, no, 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 something I missed as well. Darren Gallagher was picked up a dead leg for the second half. Didn't punish that at all. So they were more or less playing with fourteen and a half men in the second half. Longford, he struggled through that game. You could see he was visibly hobbling on the leg. Didn't punish it. Weren't aware of it to punish it. And uh, yeah, I suppose talking point number nine. Maybe maybe it's ten now at this stage. Uh, that's another end of the season for Loud. That's the season brought to a close. It would have been nice to play another week. We deserve to play another week. We have the talent we had there was better to be better than Longford, especially without Michael Quinn. Like there were no, there were no kind of. We had a big, big team to beat or big team to play against. They were just dogged, just men behind the ball, and had a couple of lads that could score from play that we didn't, and that was probably just the difference. But um, it's just disappointing end of the year, end of the season. Um, yeah, that's all. That's the Loud and Proud Talking Points podcast. Started off sick, and I'm still sick, even though going through that is kind of like therapy now at this stage. But um, please do still continue to sign up to the Loud and Proud podcast. We will have more podcasts. We'll have two. We'll continue to have two a week, and we keep the content going. There's loads more to talk about. We'll be looking at maybe possible players to be called up for loud. We'll have more interviews. We'll have a look into the club scene, looking into the managerial hot seats, who's been, who's filling them, who's looking to fill other, who's available. And um, so there's plenty more happening. Thanks very much for tuning in. If you've last, if you've lasted this long to the podcast, fair play to you. Um, <coughs> tough, tough day at the office. Um, loud go down one nine to one seven at Mullingar. So sick in Mullingar is the name of this podcast. I will chat to you Tuesday and Thursday on the Patreon podcast. Um, thanks very much for listening. Join and have a look at all the social channels on Loud and Proud. But uh, for now, Loud's 2020 season is over on the 1st of November. Good luck and thank you. She was cool, she was red hot I mean she was steaming